Hi, my name is Rachel Van Gorp. I'm a co-founder with Guido Get Your Drink On. It's an app to buy a friend a drink at their favorite bar anywhere in the world. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hey, Rachel. I'm so happy to have you here. Hey, thanks for having me. Before telling me a bit about the mobile app you founded, or I should say developed, uh, can you first tell me about an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? Okay, this is a great question. And I knew listening to some of your other podcasts that you were going to ask me this. So I had a little bit of time to think about it. I grew up in a very traditional home. I have two brothers and the expectations and limits set upon me as a child were very gendered. There was, it was not a rare occurrence for me to be told that I couldn't do something because it was inappropriate for a girl or a woman. So now as a mom, I get to choose to raise my daughter with a different worldview. One where she sees opportunities for herself instead of limitations. To give you an example of this, my husband and I listen to a lot of talk radio. And last year during the election cycle, there was a lot of news reports about the presidential election. And one morning, my daughter asked what a president was. And my husband, in his very professor way, he's a professor of political science explained to her what a president is and the role of government. And we also talked about leadership in countries like the UAE, where we used to live, and the Netherlands, where my husband is from. So she basically got the intro to government leadership. And after the end of this long-winded <laughs> description, my daughter sadly states that she cannot be president And we quickly asked her, why did you come to this assumption? And she noted that all presidents were men. Uh, My husband and I quickly came up with the example that then presidential candidate Biden was running. His running mate was Kamala Harris, a female. This brought a little bit of excitement to my daughter to realize that there were women who were president or leaders of countries. And I was very grateful in that moment that a female was running for vice president of the United States. It's one thing to be able to tell your kids they can be anything they want to be. But it's completely different for a young girl or boy to be able to see a person who looks like them in that role. When you said that you felt grateful, I actually thought you were going to say you were grateful that your daughter even like told you that her conclusion was only men can be president because it's actually kind of scary listening to your story to think that you and your husband who both sound like feminists (laughs) and, you know, very progressive still... I mean, the the reality of the world is still that that only men have been presidents. And it's hard to talk about these things if you're just giving someone like the synopsis of history where, I mean, women are excluded from that. So 
your daughter still got this message that you didn't intend for her to get. And it would have been, it's very upsetting to think about had she not asked the question and she just sort of internalized the conclusion. So I, you know, I'm, I'm happy she brought it up so that you could come up with, <laughs> with an answer to correct yeah. that. Um, because a lot of things go uncorrected for a lot of women and a lot of people. And especially when you feel that you're doing, like playing an active role in trying to create a worldview for your children, the rest of the world is still out there. Being able to hopefully change the conversation a little bit at a time and, you know, find ways in which they can look at, at the world and feel like the world is open to them instead of things are closed off to them. Mm -hmm. I, th I think it's, challenging and fun and exciting and a huge responsibility and a big part of parenthood yeah I mean I don't have kids so I I can't I can't speak to this <laughs> but as parents I think in the beginning when they're little at least you can imagine oh like I control so much and then you realize you're only you're only a single source of information for them yeah yeah and that sounds overwhelming but like you said <laughs> empowering to figure out how to navigate all that okay as you and I both already mentioned you co-developed an app called get your drink on which allows users to send drinks as gifts to friends and family so here's my question because this sounds very fun but why help people connect digitally in this specific way Ryan and I Ryan's my co-founder are both expats or I was I spent six years in the United Arab Emirates and Ryan is South African and he spent most of his adult life in England and the United States. So we both know firsthand what it's like to miss out on life's big moments with our friends and family. Whether it's a friend getting engaged and you can't go out to celebrate and have a glass of champagne or it's your buddy's birthday from college you know all those reasons that you would normally grab your friends and go to the bar and have a drink and and get to connect with them that way we didn't get to do that that being said we came up with this idea of a way to try to solve figure out a way to buy a friend a drink at a bar from anywhere in the world and that anywhere in the world thing was really important to us seeing that we were everywhere else. <laughs> we knew that if this was a problem for us, it was going to be a problem for a lot of other people. And you don't have to like move overseas to really feel this pain point. You can have your best friend from college move to a, another city for a job or, you know, move across the state or move across the country. Everybody's so global now and our world is kind of getting smaller, but bigger at the same time and definitely not especially these days i i feel like it is much more common to move away from family than it than it has been in previous generations yeah so it's any way you can connect that's a little bit unique and different is always fun all right you talked about ryan <laughs> is there anything you can share about your experience of founding a tech company with a male partner like did you notice any differences in the way you were treated by, say, potential investors or anything like that? Definitely. There's always little kind of 
what we now call microaggressions, someone will direct a, a question to Ryan and instead of it's something that I should answer. And Ryan is always really great by kind of saying like, um, that's more of a question for Rachel, you know, and kind of redirecting it. I do have a very specific example of where it was just really in your face. Um, we hired a consultant who was supposed to help us get like funding ready. And a lot of this, you know, happens over email. Ryan would, you know, send out an email and all of us are copied on it. And then this consultant would respond and leave me off of the email thread or even more so to the point where I would write an email. So, you know, not even hitting the reply all, you know, giving them like the benefit of the doubt. He just hit reply instead of reply all, but literally respond only to Ryan on an email that I sent with like corrections for a Google document or something like that. And only really wanted to deal with my male co-founder. Ryan and I had one conversation where it was basically, why is he not replying to you? Why are you not getting these emails? And, you know, as a woman, you never want to be like, um, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I didn't really even have to say anything. Ryan, Ryan got it. And he didn't have to make, you know, he just said, let's, let's stop working with the guy. Let's, this, this isn't working out. Yeah, I mean, it's great that you had someone in your corner that was able to like raise the alarm and you didn't have have to do it yourself because that can be a yeah. really tough call to make. Um, you start questioning yourself and if you're being too sensitive and that consultant made it hard for you to do your job because you were yeah. out of the loop. And I think that is a really big takeaway when we're talking about women in tech, so women in the workforce, women trying to just do their job and do it well. And if you have things like that, really at the end of the day, you are preventing a woman from doing her job well. And that's a big deal. One other thing that I've found that has been really powerful about having a male partner is just having a different set of opinions. And this, this goes for having a co-founder in general, but also having some kind of diversity in your team. If, if it was, if the person thought like me all of the time, or my co, you know, my co-founders thought like me all of the time, we probably would have missed so much. But because Ryan has a different worldview, being a South African, you know, living in the places that he's lived, you know, being a man, being a father, you know, those things all play into which should this be a button in the app? Should I swipe up? Should I swipe down? How do we message why you would want to use our app? When you and I were setting up this call, you mentioned that convincing people to try something new, which in this case, of course, was, was your app, and changing user behavior is way harder than you ever imagined. I believe that was a direct quote. <laughs> Talk to me more about that. Why do you think this is? I will tell you a few things that we've found. That little adoption of using Apple Pay or Google Pay on your phone, like it's it's there. Apple, Apple is just already there. Google, you have to download it. But it's there, it's available, it's super convenient right? 
And in order to use our app, you have to have it, right? And when we built our app, our assumption was because we use it, everybody else uses it, right? Like it's a great convenience. But unfortunately, not the whole world thinks the way we do. And so most of my friends who I've convinced to use Apple Pay so that they could use my app over the time are now like avid users of it. They use it all the time. It's already on your phone. It's, I mean, it's so simple. But there's this mental block for people, you know, to try something new, whether it's adoption to mobile devices or something that'll make your life a lot easier. New is hard. That's one thing. And then also you have to change user behavior in the way that people gift and think of gifting, right? You have to get people not only to think about buying them from their friend a drink, but a new way in which to do it. Some people get it right away. They download it. They use it. It you know, they have so much fun with it. And other people get given a drink and then it sits there for, for months on end without, and we have to remind them, hey, you got a drink waiting. Hey, so-and-so bought you a drink. To be fair, there has been a pandemic, which has made getting a drink really hard. Yeah. So we, we, we came up with Guido, obviously pre-pandemic. And yeah, things with COVID, the pandemic, whatever you want to call it, really changed our trajectory and it also changed the way we think about engaging with people from afar too so our app had a lot more use when people weren't going out kind of in a way the bars are closed but i'm still going to buy you a beer and when the bars open up we can all go out together and celebrate we're hopeful and looking forward to what's next and on the horizon and being in a post-pandemic world. Some of that actually gets into what my last question is for you. And um, I will admit this last question is kind of a hard one because it's certainly taking a step back and and looking at the broader landscape of how we communicate and connect to people. But this is your world a little bit. So what are some of your, you know, personal predictions or thoughts about how will change the way we communicate and connect to loved ones, given the technological advances out there that make things like your app possible, but also the events of this past year and a half, as you were just talking about with COVID and everything. Man, I don't like to make a whole lot of predictions because (laughs) they're often wrong. I mean, technology has changed a lot for us. Like, look at at the way we all sit around on Zoom and talk to each other. Most of my friends didn't do that pre-pandemic. It was only when COVID hit that I actually started talking to more of my friends while I was living in Dubai than I had ever before. And I think partially a lot of people had a little bit more time on their hands than they used to too. So the way in which we, partially it's generational. Um, You know, you see a lot of the younger generations being way more into texting and not even wanting to pick up a phone or have a actual phone conversation. I think what we've learned is that we as human beings still really need, you know, that FaceTime with, with our friends, like whether it's digitally or in person or some other way, we, we need that time to connect and and talk to our friends. Ryan and I talk about 
um, some different like AR virtual reality kind of things. And I said, soon, you know, soon enough, we're all going to be sitting around with our VR glasses on, you know, in another room, but it seems like we're sitting across from our friends and, and drinking a beer that way. Well, it is uh, interesting to discover, which I think we're starting to discover, what it is about meeting up with people in person that we're not willing to give up and what it is yeah. that we are. I like I I'm I'm curious about where that line is and I think it's different for different people like of of course yeah. some people yeah. want that the physical you know aspect of that or they like seeing people face to face other people are much happier doing it through Zoom um, I I think your app fits into that story a little bit like in in some ways I think your app came at a good time but also a bad time like you said because the bars are closed but also we're actually now way more comfortable showing love virtually and I could see more people actually giving your app a try like as as opposed to pre-pandemic because they're like oh this is another way to like connect with someone yeah there's definitely another before it was like when we initially created it, obviously it was more of a, you can't be there physically because you live far away sort of thing. And now there's a lot more reasons why you can't or won't or don't want to be there in person, but you still really want to take part in the celebration and be a part of your friends' lives and contribute to whatever it is they're experiencing at that time or celebrating pre-pandemic our app functioned in the in a way of like the venues had to sign up and then the users had to sign up and we were a two-sided marketplace right um that was our first version of the app and then even prior to the pandemic hitting we started toying around with this how are we going to how are we going to scale this right it's going to take so much money and stuff to basically get all of these venues on board and it's going to take a lot of funding and it's going to take forever, you know? So you're just thinking like, how can we basically make this easier? And for us, how you made it easier was basically not being a two-sided marketplace anymore. So that's where we came up with the Stripe integration. And now when somebody buys a friend a drink, you get a virtual visa gift card and then when you go to a bar you basically pull that card up and you pay for your drinks that actually would not be possible on the scale that it is now pre-pandemic because so many so many venues went to touchless payments right and accepting apple pay it really accelerated that technology and the prevalence of that technology even down to small mom and pop businesses that's a that's a valuable prediction and market insight like the the acceleration of the contactless payment and the impact it has on app developers you know i didn't even really think about that rachel it's been really cool talking to you and learning about about your app so thank you so much for being here Well Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com.